Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And Brett. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We're back to another regular episode, and actually uh, something pretty exciting today. We're actually out on the ice. Yeah, real excited. I didn't think we were going to get it done today. Uh, we're actually just here in town in Ankeny. Um, how, how thick do you think the ice is? Two and a half, three inches? I'm going to say about, yeah, two and a half to three of pretty pretty clear solid ice. Yeah, real um, solid. You know, we talk about ice safety before. We've talked about that with you guys and, and going out and using your spud bar and some common sense gets you a long ways and that's exactly what we did this morning yeah i mean we came out i knew i could walk on water if i uh could hit it two good hard hits before going in and ben's hooked up Ooh. with our first bluegill of the day oh crappie crappie nice dang so yeah we're out here on a little lake in town um weren't sure if there's gonna be enough ice but we had some pretty cold temperatures last night that helped to uh lock everything up and just add that extra layer underneath and make it safe to go out so Pretty exciting on a Sunday afternoon to be able to uh, to do that. Yeah, really for having to kind of change up our plans a little bit. Uh, we've had some pretty decent action. Nothing real big, but um, constant action and kind of keeps you busy and excited about it. Ben, what are you fishing with, dude? And what are you catching? Yeah, so, so far, uh, I've had really good luck on our uh, friends at Widowmaker, their, their Tungsten Dropper series. Uh, this is, a, I think, a four millimeter um, running the crackerized pink uh set up the pink color and i'm also fishing a micro noogie in pink uh Ooh. one of my favorites started with a red micro noogie pink on pink huh? and they ripped into that immediately as soon as i uh dropped in on this lake and then it's it's been up and down it's slowed down back and forth you know schools of fish kind of coming in and out which yep. is typical um nothing surprising there but really just having uh, a variety of baits to, to test out helps out a lot and so far I've thrown the book at them, rattling flyers, the tried out their demon tongue, the dinner bell. Um, yeah, that's what I got on right now, and it's not quite, it's not quite getting the getting it done. Yep, and then then uh, you tried out the Cadis, Cadis well, yeah, the doing really well. I've been running the number ten pink Cadis the whole time, and that's been mostly the the juice. But uh, you got to change it up when you're on a good bite to play with some new lures. And demon tongue's yep. a new to me lure as of last week, so. Yeah, and we're just getting back in uh, kind of our first first time fishing for this season, so we're both a little rusty. Yeah, it was real nice tell. setting the first hook. That first hook set felt real good. Yeah, it's it's a good good feeling after a long summer of uh, being away from the ice and, and just missing that ice fishing action. So I actually was, was fortunate enough to get out yesterday a little bit, um, went over. We were uh, visiting some friends in, uh, in Cedar Falls and found a little uh, pond that was locked up enough had a little bit of ice on it in town, just in a public park, basically, um, and went and fished that, and my second fish was a 14-inch crappie. Damn. I could not believe it. Um, that ain't so bad. Had a little uh, experience trying to get it out with my ghost freefall uh, reel, which is a little disappointing, but it was pretty cold. Uh, maybe 20 degrees, really windy, and that ghost froze completely solid. Yep. So what kind of rust have you been knocking off the knocking off so far ben man just all kinds i'm learning basically you start fresh every year it feels like yeah you know i'm, I'm fishing left-handed here because we got our mic set up yep. in the way um but it's working pretty good so far i mean just seeing fish come in on the flasher and seeing them stacked up is pretty cool and i'm giving up on this good demon feeling. tongue no more demon tongue and you got a waxy on there right yeah demon tongue and a waxy uh, otherwise what I've been running is the, the Cadis and the Wax, and I'm going to go back to that here for a little bit. But um, I've also got back-to-back, -back, so last weekend I picked up 
um, clams frost ice line and then I also picked up some suffix advance both four pound um, and I've I split my rods with them um, so we'll see what I think of each one as the season goes on so far I mean they're both brand new lines so they're going pretty well the same oh that's good that's good yeah we're, we're playing a pretty good episode for you guys here today again of course um, thinking about talking some ice rod uh, yeah, we had a question. yeah we had a question what a couple days ago a guy asking about uh well just power rods and then he had a specific question about noodle rods and kind of what the difference was with that and ultralights and um, so i think we'll break that down a little bit as we fish here today and uh, hopefully catch a few fish as we go through yeah that'll be really fun so that's coming up next on the short rod show hey there guys if you've been over to our website lately over at shortrodshow.com and like what you see you should get in touch with our partners over at Evergrow Marketing. They're a digital marketing agency that works primarily with landscape and lawn care businesses, but they also work with guys like us. They can help your business show up on Google and also get you a lot more customers through their unique digital marketing methods. Reach out to them over at evergrowmarketing.com and make sure you mention that Ben and Brett sent you from the Short Rod Show podcast to get an additional 10% off your first bill. Ben and I would really like to thank our listeners. Since we've aired this podcast, we've gotten an unbelievable fan response. We just want to remind you guys where you can reach us at shortrodshow.com. You can feel free to email us or follow our newsletter. You can also find us on any of your podcasting platforms, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also follow us on Facebook, The Short Rod Show. And anytime you see those five little stars, please hit number five. Hey, welcome back, guys. Ben's hooked up again. Oh uh, man! What's he bringing in beast, fighting you a little Ooh, bit. Yeah, oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's a that's a deucer twister. Holy crap! <laughs> Spun around about I don't know six or seven times, maybe what a seven inch bluegill. Yep. Spun around a handful of times around your deucer. Those ones are always fun. At least we're in the shack. You don't freeze your hands trying to get that thing undone. And there's not a huge school below us. But yeah, as we were going today, um, we're gonna break down a little bit. For uh, ice rods, I mean, as I'm pretty vocal about on this show, that I'm, I like to run the schoolies a lot. Um, and kind of what I like about those is they they got a heavy backbone, but I still have that super light bobber on the front. Um, so really I can set that to some of the weight of the jig that I'm fishing with. So what I've got, what I do is if I'm running like a, a Cadis, that I don't even know what the weight those things are. Super I mean, light. nothing. <laughs> Super light. I can yeah. bend that bobber down a little bit so it's a little lighter. And then if I'm running a heavier one, like I was just running that Demon Tongue, it's not still not a real heavy bait. I don't know, maybe a, I don't know, eighth ounce, sixteenth ounce. Sixteenth, probably. I yeah. can bend that bobber back a little bit, and it can control that bait a little better. Um, really, I think in the question we got earlier this week, a guy was asking about, you know, would a noodle rod or an ultralight rod be able to handle walleyes? And really, to me, that's not quite, that's a legit question, but it's not quite the right question. To me, um, when I'm looking at a noodle rod or a ultralight rod, I want a rod that's going to be able to handle those baits, not necessarily the fish. Um, I mean, those rods will be able to, especially ice fishing, they're a little lethargic. Um, they're not fighting like they do in the summertime. Um, those rods will be able to reel in a, pretty much any fish you're going to catch. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some there's some differences, you know, if you're getting into sturgeon or lake trout or something like that. But for the most part, what we're catching here in Iowa and in a lot of other places, you're talking about what? 10, 11 inch perch, 8 inch bluegills, 
10, 10 inch crappies and maybe a 20 inch walleye. And I don't know, I think a lot of your rods will be able to handle that. Um, what it comes down to is I end up using a larger lure for those walleyes and those bigger fish where I use a smaller lure for the others. Um, and that's where the noodle rod comes into play. Um, that noodle rod will load up um, a little bit more on those smaller lures where if you put a bigger bait on there, it's going to load it up all the way and you're not going to get the, you're not going to get that little noodle action or that indicator that you're looking for. Yeah. And I guess if people aren't sure, explain a little bit what uh, your definition of a noodle rod is. What makes a noodle rod a noodle rod? Well, to me, a noodle rod is basically a rod that you don't need a spring bobber for. So the tip of that rod is so light that it'll load up on anything. Um, so it basically just replaces the need for a spring bobber or something at the end of your rod where more of like an ultralight it has that action still going all the way through the through the rod where you still would want a spring bobber for those super light bite indicators um, and then going back to the noodle rod then you go from that super light strike indicator right into a backbone and that's how you set the hook sure and, and noodle rods generally are the fiberglass rods you'll call, hear them called noodle rods glass rods uh, basically, fiberglass gives it that extreme flexibility uh, that, like what Brett said, it lets the tip load up yep. with your bait. So when it's just hanging there, it's in a loaded state where you can tell if there's a crappie that comes in for an up bite, yep. it's going to unload and you're going to see it raise. Um, or if you have a, a down bite, the traditional bite, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to pull down even further. So you can, you can tell that very easily just by watching your tip. And, and a lot of noodle rods, too, have a... A high visibility tip on them. Yep. Um, that just lets you see the fish bite a lot easier. You know, especially talk about ice fishing. A lot of it is in low light conditions, early mornings, at night. Um, just having that high visibility tip uh, comes in really handy. And that's that's another thing too. I've done it before on rods, and schoolies have it too with that that orange indicator. But you can just take some bright neon spray paint and cover your rod tip. Oh yeah. In that. Um, just give it a little extra visual pop when you, when you want to see your bites. Yep. Just to do anything so you can see that bite, especially those up bites on crappies. Um, if you didn't have a noodle rod or something like that and the action of your rod goes all the way to the, to the tip, it's real tough to detect an up bite, especially. I mean, I don't know how you would even really mm -hmm. be able to do that. Um, without us, that's what that, and that's what brought on the spring bobber. And now that's what's brought on these noodle rods more recently. Um, Get getting one? Oh nah, chasing he's gone. one. I think I need a new I need <laughs> switch a new tactics. Yeah. Yep, yep. Add some fresh bait on there. Yeah. Um so right now for an example, I'm fishing with a light power shields tournament rod. Um and this is I don't know, maybe a twenty four inch rod, which is pretty you know, pretty standard. Um this would be more of a traditional kind of uh ice rod for fishing out of your fish house, you know, where maybe you don't have a lot of room for tall hook sets. Um, a 24-inch rod will still give you, you know, enough fun to kind of play the fish out, uh, but it's definitely um, not as much fun as, say, a 32-inch rod. Yeah, going to your touching on those hook sets like you just said, because uh, that's another important aspect of your noodle rods versus, uh, say, my schoolie or a, a more heavier, heavier rod. Yeah, so especially uh, with this setup I'm running, I have the Ghost Free Fall inline reel on here, um, and then also some one-pound suffix, Ice Magic. So, I mean, this is very finesse uh, kind of line. So, I don't use a spring bobber on this, although you could. Um, I Most of the time when I'm in my house, I use the line as the indicator. 
So I'll look at the line to see uh, see a fish bite on there before I can feel it on the rod. What's that mean? Like it's going slack? It'll either go slack for an upbite or it'll it'll just take a little bit of the coil out of the line yep. when you have some downward pressure on it. Um, but as far as hook sets go on a rod like this, your light power rod, um, you're going to need to lay into the fish a little bit and make sure you get a positive hook set. Um, the stiffer the rod is, generally the less you'll have to uh, pull up to, to get a good hook set and make sure that hook sets into the fish's mouth. Yep. And you just, it's one of those things where you get a rod, you'll just have to test it out. And, and that's part of getting to know each rod and each setup that you have. Um, with Brett Schooley, basically you're setting the hook the same on most of them, right? Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about hook set distance, like there's one. There you uh, go. That looked I like mean, a I mean, I might give him, oh yeah, he's a fighter. Uh, Oh, dang it. Lost him. Ooh. I might think, give them maybe a three or four inch, maybe five, six inch hook set. That's a, why I like to run mono because I need that stretch. Just a sharp little. Uh, just a sharp flick of my wrist where, Ben, when you're running like your bull whip, you're damn near raising that thing to the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Missed a bite there. Yeah. And, and you want to make sure that you get get a good hook in them because that bull whip will bend the first 10 inches of it, will really load up. And you're not fully hooked on a fish until you can get to get to that backbone. <laughs> Ten inches of travel on there, yeah, yep. to get the backbone to set into the. Into and then the you fish. got some stretch in your line. You got to work through. Yep, and just running mono there. Now, if you're if you're running braid, that cuts down probably in half the amount of of force you'll have to use for a hook set. But yeah, but then you run into a host of other problems with braid. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people like them, but I've never had nothing but them. Just they just freeze up on me. Braid does. For some reason, yeah, the water just beads down the braid like you wouldn't believe, and then you're not able to uh, get rid of it. Really, it doesn't yeah. melt off. It doesn't. It just clumps up into a big clump. Oh my gosh! What's going on one. down there? Brett's putting on a clinic on how not to do a hook. Oh set. my goodness! Well, yeah, that's the problem. Is I'm thinking about it too much now. Now Hose that we're trying to explain it, it's pretty complicated. Hosed me up. <laughs> uh, we got fish all over the screen now. That that's what's cool about these little ponds. Where yep. You'll just have a school come through. Um, you get a lot of lookers and, and a couple fish that'll just come up, and they're really on it. Yeah, and, I mean, it's not like you're out here to catch hogs. I mean, you kind of just come out here for some constant action, um, kind of just scratch the edge sort of deal. Yeah, plus early season, there's, you know, these smaller ponds are generally the first ones to lock up and get fishable ice. Yep. Whereas your your bigger bodies of water, there's not a chance. Well, like I said earlier, knocking the rust off, I mean, I've been – Messing with the settings on my hummingbird here this whole time I've been here now. Uh, just converting it from open water back to back to ice. And it's 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 a lot of fine-tuning stuff. I mean, it's got an ice fishing mode, but getting your game, your sensitive, sensitivity set right, getting your noise filter back to the way you want it, um, that sort of stuff. It's a process. It's a good, yep. it's a good little test run for us. Yep, and we're, I finally got her back to where I like it. Yep. No, that's awesome. Um, we talked a little bit about... Um, rod power but it, we had a, another good question too about uh, what would be a good beginner rod for someone looking to maybe upgrade a little bit or get into something that they feel is pretty reasonably priced but schoolie rod would get you right does in a there. good job that'll get you right in the money um i definitely recommend a schoolie though in all honesty yeah for for getting out and just learning the mechanics of ice fishing you can't go wrong and if you're, you're not, only fishing four or five times a week a year yep. i mean 
these things are plastic, they're fiberglass, they're damn near invincible. Uh, I think the mo only maintenance I've had to do on this entire rod ever is change out line, and a few times I've had to re-super glue the strike indicator There's back onto the fish. rod. Ooh, nice. Yeah. You want me to get the deucer for you? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. Keep them. There we go. Here. So there's another gilly. So that's the pink on pink. Did it again, pink huh? On pink. Nice. Yeah, another rod, another deucer twister. Horrible. <laughs> Just horrible. Oh, got one on me. They really do come in in waves here, don't they? Man, I was just lighting them up before we started recording, and now I can't catch anything. Problem is, I keep looking or thinking about talking, and I'm not watching about fishing. So yeah, in all reality, the uh, a good rod would be for a beginner, definitely that schoolie, um, just to get get a feel for how ice fishing works, how the how the hook sets work. If you're even gonna like it, I mean that'd be the a pretty big bummer to to drop a bunch of money on a rod and figure out ice fishing isn't for you oh yeah um and then try and craigslist it and have a bunch of people low, well, so what, low was ball your, you. what was your first rod that you picked up ben definitely a schoolie was it oh yeah nice yeah definitely uh i don't know who i heard heard about schoolies from um but i'm sure i went into a bait shop and just asked around figured out what would be good to to try for a beginner and wouldn't be too complicated for me to figure out well and the price is right i mean you can get them for 12 bucks Yep, can't beat that. Um, this Shields Tournament Series is also a pretty good, solid option. Reasonably priced, you know, 20 25 bucks. Um, they go on sale, even yep. cheaper than that. Um, you, you know, match that with a, with a decent reel, whatever kind that you, you like. Um, everyone has their preferences on them. But or even slap a spring bopper on that thing and you're good to go. You yeah. got a heck yep. of a panfish rod, pop that off if you're more concerned about crap or uh walleyes at that point yeah. or catfish or something bigger yep. well catfish you'd still want that spring bobber because they they're pretty light bite yeah well that's a nicer fish yeah it's got a bad. good bluegill on what eight inch we got her up to the hole finally sweet yeah finally geez. finally that was brutal yeah um another good option we've talked to a little bit uh gave brandon some crap for his radio radioactive pickle uh, but the tickle stick yep uh, $50 rod, you know, has, is, is kind of the classic noodle rod w with that flat fiberglass tip going into a little bit stronger backbone. I mean, you can catch some big fish on those. Yep. Um, probably want to stay away from maybe the ultralight. Uh, I think his is, a, his is a light. It's got a little better backbone to it, but, um, really when you get into the, the spring bobber type tips, you don't need as light of an action of a rod no and you really don't want that because you want to be able to have some versatility in your baits like what brett was talking about at the heavier spoons if you're trying to fish a rattling flyer with a ultralight tickle stick it's tough it's gonna it, be real tough i mean it's weighing you down already you're kind of just losing that super light bite that you're looking for Ooh, Ooh, there's crappie. a nice crappie cool oh, boy pink on pink once again that Widowmaker dropper jig um and that pink crackerized finish you yeah, like that, that crackerized cool. huh i mean it catches a fisherman's eye yeah. well yeah it Absolutely. definitely does that at least it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool dang it i got one right on me come on there we go all right hooked up oh oh we got some head shakes on this one we'll try and give you a blow by blow 
Brett reeling in frantically on his schoolie. Yeah. Tried to find one that Ooh, made that a little got, noise. A little, that one's got a little more shoulders to her than the last one. Yeah, I tried to get a squeaky one out. <laughs> God forbid you oil it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Ruins the drag. But I didn't have the right bait hooked up on the squeaky ones. Oh, come out of there. There we go. But yeah, part of the, the goal of this series is just to teach you guys you don't need to go far away from home all the time to to have a good time ice fishing and and to catch fish uh we're literally we got two roads that intersect each other traffic's going by like crazy people are probably looking out saying what the heck are those guys doing oh yeah we we switched cheese this little pond we got both uh clam uh clam plates seven inch augers uh and just went to town out here drilled a pile of holes took us about five minutes and we found the school that we were looking for set up the shack and now it's just kind of been one after another you got the podcasting equipment set up turned yeah. out pretty good yeah i really like this mobile setup i'm glad we can do that just to add a little extra dynamic to the show it's yeah. not just always recording live from the basement yeah yeah <laughs> the baby crying in the background yeah no kidding <laughs> no kidding but yeah, the fish seem to have picked up. Yeah, they're definitely, definitely the school's getting, definitely cycling back through again. Definitely getting some more bites. All the all the bluegills we've caught are, you know, decent. I mean, seven to seven to eight inch. Yeah, I mean, they're those ones gonna, don't bother me. It's it's when you get eaters. into those three inch ones that you just can't keep away from. Those ones start to get annoying. But a good seven eight inch bluegill. I mean, even though I'm not going to keep them, those ones are a lot of fun still. Um, and then you got the potential for a few bigger ones, a couple crappies mixed in. I know there's a few yeah. cat. We caught a few catfish yep. out of here uh, previously, and hopefully here in the future we'll get on a we'll get on a couple of lakes that I like to go catfishing in. Yes. Then we'll be in for a show. That'll be awesome. That's one thing I'm, I've never. You don't see a lot about is a lot of information about catching catfish through the ice. That's a pretty unique bite too. Oh, yeah. Just well, to, you kind of got to know what you're looking at there because it's a super light bite. It's not like they come in and just take it. It's like they just mouth it a little bit. Yep. Take off. You got to let them chew it for a while yep. before you set the hook. And we're fishing in about 10 feet of water. I think this whole this whole lake is probably 10 feet is is the max. Yeah, but we're just right off a little hump over here to our backs that bumps up to about 7. So we're kind of right at the base of a little drop. I think that kind of funnels them a little bit. And we're, the way the pond sets up, this is kind of a narrow, narrow spot anyways. And there's a drain over off to our right. Yeah, it's always good to see a little bit of, of water flow through through these, just to keep it oxygenated and yep. the fish all active through yeah, the Yeah, that can get you in trouble a little bit, um, especially in some of these city parks that, if it does rain, because I mean in Iowa we are known to get a couple of rainstorms in the middle of winter, um, that really eats up the ice. Yeah, that can make it a little dangerous. You definitely yep. want to keep an eye on on yep. the water levels. These smaller ponds, especially these ones like this in town, you want you really want to spud them out every time, even if you were just out there. Um, if it's been raining. I've been out here multiple times before where water's coming back up through the hole um, just because it's been raining the day before. Yep. And, and definitely, if you're going out early ice, go out and spud, spud the lake for yourself. Yep. Um, you know, you can't just take for granted that somebody did it right or maybe they took a different path to get out to where they went um than you might so don't just go barging out uh off the shore thinking that you're just going to go straight out and fish next to somebody that has checked the ice uh maybe they came from the other side of the lake and the side you're coming in is is not safe so 
definitely uh, don't go. take it for granted. Spud, spud the, the heck out of it for yourself. Make sure you know uh, what you're doing. Dang it, my hook sets have been garbage. What kind of line is this that I have on? Which one Schooly, is this? One? That's schoolie line. No, this is the damn suffix line. So suffix gets a negative mark? Uh, I don't know if, I, if I've got enough of a sample set yet. I was going to say, you're blaming mark. everything on the line? <laughs> Must be this damn line. Is it just stretching too much? Uh, I don't know. You're just not getting a good hook I'm just hook not in? getting the hooks in them. I didn't have any problem before we started this podcast. Are your hooks worn out from catching too many fish? Uh, I hope not. It's brand new. <laughs> I better get the file out. Yeah. Can people do that? Oh, yeah. They file the you? little hooks? Why couldn't you file your hook down? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know I have. I've, I've filed some uh, uh, rattle and flyer troubles before. See, it, for me, now that's totally a Brett thing to do. File down your little tiny hooks. Well, I didn't have any spare ones to Spend a while to do there. it. I just spend a couple bucks and buy some new troubles. I didn't have any on me. <laughs> and I needed to sharpen that sucker. Just a split ring, throw it on there, away you go. Well, even that, I don't hardly even run the split, link, split, link, or split rings anymore. For the most part, I trade those out for uh, snaps. So then I can snap them off and pop a, a minnow head on there right through the shaft of the treble hook. Ooh, that's that's one thing I do want to try this year is to do some salted minnows. Oh, yeah. And, and just have those in the sled with us if we want to use them, cool. Do some dead stick setups on some salted minnows just something a little bit different uh, than just running out trying to do live bait all the time because that's just a pain do you know where you can even get salted minnows at oh yeah shields has them um i i would think sportsman has them too i have no idea i've never looked yeah i've only just walked right past um, right all the way to the Mills back has and too. grabbed uh grabbed 250 pack of yeah tell them that waxies. story just making out like crazy on the waxies well, what it is, I think I didn't catch it as the lady checked me out. Or as the checker checked me out. Checking you out. Uh, <laughs> I got the 250-pack for 3 bucks. That was a steal. But that's after I would bought a couple other things. I didn't do the fast math in my head. I kind of feel bad about it. Usually I like to point that stuff out. But uh, Yeah. Well, you give them enough business. Yeah. You know, well, yeah they'll make it I, back I got, I've spades. got the rewards card there. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Like the credit card? or No, no. It's just a deal where you... Oh, okay. They keep track That's of good. You get like 1% of your purchase. They love to push those credit cards up on people too. It's yeah, crazy. I don't sign up for any of those. I'm over one credit card household. Good deal. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you end up just packing your wallet full of it. Forget about it. Yep. Until they keep sending you mail. How's that uh, battery holding up on your I was just thinking that. I was just looking. It's still going. We're still at three quarter percent, which that's basically where it starts out at i mean it'll be at 100 for like 15 minutes and then it'll drop down to three quarter yeah that's decent um so we'll see how long that lasts if it becomes a problem then we'll get the dewalt action but dang it i was just looking those lead acid batteries are just so damn cheap i mean <laughs> for 20 bucks i can buy the lead acid battery and be done with it rather than buying the conversion i think having something that's pretty light is a cool cool deal yeah well just be bouncing around like crazy when you're strong like me, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you get a strong arm. <laughs> yeah, we're we're really excited this year for some tournament series and getting out, trying our new clam plates. We're just going to tear up lakes. <laughs> It'll be so cool. Oh, my gosh. It was Show unbelievable. up and just punch holes all over the place. It was unbelievable how quick we could punch. I don't know. I bet we've got 100 holes out here. But that was mostly just me. I know. And you were just going to town. I was just going to town on them out there. Yeah, I'd say your blades are pretty sharp on there. Yeah, yeah, that's still a good it. purchase. Yeah, the the uh, the clam plate build has been excellent so far. 
Are you going to extend your uh, auger extension out? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was just short just because it fit in my... Just because? In my ice fishing closet better. Yeah, that definitely helps your back, keeping that thing stretched keeping out. Keeping it upright, yeah. Yep. Definitely. definitely. Helps the back, and then it also kind of helps... Helps you hold it better when you when you break through the ice. It doesn't suck you in. Like I had a couple yeah. times here where it would chip through the ice and it would drill through it. Um, and then you can't pull it back out very well. Yeah, that's a good setup. The The clam plate idea, man, I'm surprised no one else has tried to imitate that. I think they just kind of concede defeat. Yeah. Oh, here comes somebody. Oh, dang it. He's coming in hot. Yeah, it, it kind of stalled out for a while. The action just went away. Fish are there we somewhere go. else. Oh, Brett's hooked up. He's mean one. A nice gilly. Isn't it cool now we can kind of tell what kind of fish is going to come up oh, yeah. based on how they act? So what happens, bluegills definitely, they circle the they circle the uh, hole as they come up. They're spinning around in circles. Crappies, they're kind of going off Ooh. to one side. Ooh, he's got some we got shoulders. a bass on here. Nope, just a little freaking a little? bluegill. That's not that. <laughs> he had some shoulders, man. The alpha male of the group. Yes, it must have been something like that. But yeah, they'll spin around like crazy. Bass, they'll they'll haul, they'll peel line. Yeah, bass are a lot of fun to catch through the ice. Catfish, they'll also circle the hole when you when you got them. They just lock out the fins and then they just circle the hole. I haven't been very good at figuring out how to target bass through the ice though. I mean, we're we're generally always fishing lakes that have bass in them, and yeah. we we'll catch an occasional one, but to actually target them is a little different story. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I don't. I've never really tried. I've just had them when they're there. They're there, and I'm happy to catch them. But we're pretty much panfish fishermen. Panfishing and catfishing. That's pretty much the juice around here. And when we're catching catfish, it's on panfish jigs. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rattling, <laughs> and the rattling flyer. Yeah, the flyer. They do like that we'll with some shad guts on her. Yep. Come on, little buddy. Yeah, it's good to actually be out fishing instead of uh, sitting in the basement talking about fishing. Definitely. Oh, gosh, dude, really scratch the itch. And this is really the first week that we had. I mean, even the guys up on Clear Lake and uh, Boji, they've really only just gotten out this week. So. Yeah, a couple. Yep. Definitely uh, enjoy seeing all the pictures of everyone out fishing on uh, their lake of choice, whether it be... Uh, the guys out in Minnesota and North Dakota just making fun of us down here in Iowa for only getting out this week. There's oh, a crappie. There's, oh, yeah, that one's That's right. a better one. They're pretty much all cookie cutters. Though. Yeah. I mean, they're all just small enough to where I don't know if I'd want to keep them, but they're all right. They ain't no 14. No. And yeah, no, we're just a nice fish. We're just mostly catch and release fishermen, too. Yep. Nothing, nothing wrong with keeping some fish for the pan, but definitely when we talk about if you if you get on a, a good lake, a good bite, um, it's it's all about throwing the big fish back, knowing uh, knowing which ones to keep and which ones to let go. Seed for next year, and that that's something a lot of people don't understand is is they feel like maybe a a ten inch bluegill is at the end of its life and it's not gonna live that much longer. Might as well take it home, eat it. Really, that ten-inch bluegill is is the especially the males are the ones that are protecting the nest during yep. um, during the spawn, and they're crucial to make sure that they are still more big big fish on that lake in the yep. future. Well, what happens is then if those big ones get taken out, then the little ones become sexually active, and then they stop. 
they stop growing once they're once they think they're big enough to you know get it done yep yep and then it's just stunted bluegills in all your lakes that drives everyone nuts yep the number one complaint all i catch is are dinks you know and surprisingly enough for these for these ponds you really don't have that too bad i think they get enough pressure um I, i don't know if i've really ever seen anybody take too many fish out of these ponds but they don't ever seem to be stunted where you're just pounding, you're just piling up three-inch bluegills. True, true. I mean, so you, occasionally you'll catch those, but I mean, those are probably just the young of young of the year or coming stopped. through. You yeah. know, they're not uh, they're not the only fish that are in there in that lake. It's pretty cool. Oh, coming but yeah, in we're hot. pretty fortunate in Ankeny here to have all these ponds managed managed for fishing. Um, be deep enough to not winter kill. You know, have a little bit of flow going through them, get some oxygen to them, um, and just have public access to them as well. I mean, we're off a, a little driveway to, to get down to it, but you can have a nice little parking spot and grab your sled and away you go. Yeah, they've really done a great job that or with that, even just around the whole metro, not just Ankeny, um, is public fishing spots an opportunity that, you know, yeah, there's some really obvious public ones that like we're on today but then there's some that are tucked back a little bit in some of the suburbs that you don't necessarily know about or go back to and they can really be good uh that and um today even or just the other day i was out looking uh there's a lot of public uh hunting and land areas that have ponds on them that you can also go to fish Mm -hmm. Um, so check those out and see what you see out there found a few ponds i think we're going to try out this year if we think we can pull back to them Especially with the building boom around here, they're building new ones every day, it seems oh, like. Oh, yeah. there's uh, You scouted a couple out trying to figure out how deep they're going to be, where the hot spots are going to be with some brush piles in them. Well, too. yeah, I saw they put some rock piles in a couple rock of them that they're, uh, that they're building up, and I was like, oh, baby. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's that solid. Was, that was a good nice. hook set. That schoolie has been in half. Wish you guys could see that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. That's almost a light action schoolie, though. Yeah, this one is a lighter schoolie. Lighter one. It's got a little noodle rod action to it. The this new, is the medium school. length, the 26 inch. Oh, there's a good mark at five feet. That's when you know. Probably a carp. Oh, that'd be cool. We'd never get it in. Did you see that article earlier this year that some guy caught a like a 50 pound carp out of one of these ponds? No. Yeah, freaking <laughs> that huge. Was nuts. Yeah, that would not fit through our seven inch hole. No, we'd figure it out. And we'd bring our listeners with us. Yeah, exactly. That would be a riot, getting that thing up. Hopefully we, we catch something like that on, on the show while we're recording. You can barely make a hook set on the show while we're recording. <laughs> it's harder than you, than it looks, people. Yeah, this microphone, you really got to gotta watch out so you're not hitting it all the time, although I can still hear myself hit it from time to time. That's all right. It's better audio with the mics than uh, recording in the, in the Tahoe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No that didn't doubt. sound too bad, but... No. Definitely, you can tell having the mic equipment is, is good. Yeah. Well, I just like the mobility that we have. It's a yep. lot of fun. Yep. It's just good to get away for a little while and drop in some recording and and uh, just do some fishing. Yep. Well, Ben, you got anything you really want to add? Any other pressing uh, deals? I feel like we're kind of starting to ramble a little bit. Uh, a little bit of rambling. That's all right. No, uh, basically, this, this year has been really good, just being able to get out the this last, well, two days is all. Yep. And more to come this year. Definitely we'll be we'll be out recording from the ice. Um drop by if anybody is out, sees our shelter out. Check us out. 
Yeah, we're starting to get some uh, branding on the shelters to get some short rod show stickers on the, or uh, what was that stuff, you're, the vinyl you're going to get ironed iron on. iron-on vinyl yep. and do some graphics on the side of our, our shelters. So you'll be able to see us coming a mile away. Yep. It'll be cool. And we've got some decals and stuff that we've kind of been playing with. Um, just kind of some fun stuff. Uh, tell her about that printer you guys got or whatever. Yeah, more to come. We're, we're printing our own custom decals. So that'll be cool. Short rod show decals have our website on it. Um, we're working on some logo things. Um, basically, just trying to get some uh, get our name out there. Everyone likes to have uh, something with their name on it. So Brett's got this cool short yep. rod show bucket um, we're fishing out of right now, and um, it's just really cool, cool deal. Brand your stuff. Yep, I like that. So um, once again, if if you guys have any feedback, you'd like to ask questions, interact with us, feel free. Go on Instagram, Facebook. Um, send us a message even better go on there and comment so other people can uh can chime in as well um it's really cool to get a discussion going like that um you know brett and i definitely are are not the experts on everything but we definitely have some strong opinions on things as well so we'll chime in and and help you guys out as best we can yeah we've at least you know i we fish enough that we've seen we at least have experience with something maybe it's the right wrong or indifferent answer but this kind of will comment on the solutions we came up with anyways. Yep, absolutely. Just a lot of fun uh, interacting with all the Short Rod Show fans, and they're growing by the day. Oh, goodness. It's been... It's been cool. Yeah, when I first... I, I've told a couple people this. When we first started talking about doing a podcast, I was just kind of looking up online to see, kind of curb my expectations of what, uh, what we could ex- realistically expect out of this thing. And uh, several articles that I was reading would say, yeah, you know, that first year, don't expect a lot of listeners. It might be your mom and your girlfriend are going to be about it. Um, and obviously Ben's wife must also be listening as well. Well, wife and girlfriend. Wife and girlfriend. Oh yeah, that was a joke. Dang it. (laughs) Our wives and our girlfriends are listening. We got four. Oh yeah. It's, it's been pretty cool seeing the, the downloads climb. Uh, every day and we appreciate you guys for listening in hopefully uh you're listening to us out on the ice or in the car while you're driving to work um you know our goal would be to have some more episodes like this out on the ice and and just talk about topics that you guys want to want to hear so brett's gonna get one more fish in high high crappie here four foot four foot out of ten is we'll see i haven't had any luck getting these real high flyers today i don't i don't see you catching that one (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. That schoolie's getting loaded up. The hummingbird's no, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, well, maybe we'll catch him next time on... The Short Rod Show.